thinking about Psalm 2, um, you're familiar with Psalm 2. Why do the nations conspire and peoples plot in vain? The kings on earth take their stand and the rulers gather together against the Lord and against his anointed one. Let us break their chains, they, they say, and throw off their fetters. It's just a picture of, of the pride and the arrogance of, of our lives without God and, um, and God's response. And it, it just made me laugh. The one enthroned in heaven laughs. Um, you know, um, we're, I'm, I'm, I don't have much hair, but I'm pulling my hair out, you know, to... <laughs> To, to um, what's going on, you know, fires and uh, hurricanes and, and then two weeks without power. I'm a school teacher and my kids can't, you know, we're trying to be online. They can't do their, you know, it's, it's just everywhere you look, the election, the economy, the plague. And, you know, uh, it's just like, and, and God is not nervous. He's not afraid. He's not scared. He hasn't lost himself he hasn't lost us. In fact, he's looking at the pride and arrogance that pops up, and he, and he laughs. <laughs> and I started to laugh. It seemed, it seemed a bit inappropriate. But then I thought, well, God, you know, if you can laugh, we can laugh. And I think sometimes we just need a good laugh. And uh, I don't have a funny joke, but... Um, um, you know, the Lord laughs and he scoffs at them. You know, it's like, it's like uh, sometimes I look at, you know, our little, one of our dogs and they, they, they just act so crazy sometimes. And, and you know, they, they think that they're in charge or in control or they're going to get us to do something. And it's, it's really quite funny just to look at them and laugh sometimes. And uh, uh, it's not that God looks at us like a bunch of crazy dogs, but, um, but he is, he is, Large and in charge, as they say. And, and he's motivated by love. And the thing I'd like to say this morning to us is that, that when we see God as he is, and when we come to know him and come into a growing union with him, then we're not fear-based. The law is fear-based. The law is control. Do this. Don't do that. If you do this, you try harder. You know, get it right next time. And, and, and there's judgment and there's condemnation and there's comparison. And we live and breathe in that. It's like we dive into a swimming pool full of in, inequity and injustice and, and comparison. And, and I'm, I'm bad and you're good or you're good and I'm bad. I, I don't know. And God's not like that. He is unconditional love. He is absolute perfection. He is loving kindness, covenant mercy, faithfulness. Oh, I just... Touched this new mic we got. Um, <laughs> boom. And he, so God, is, God is not nervous and he's not fear-based. And, and when I um, am looking at, at situations that are very, very painful and out of control, I, re, I try to remind myself out of this series of messages that we're in the middle of uh, from the Beatitudes in Matthew 5 and, and that that uh, the poor in spirit, the meek, those who mourn, those who hunger and thirst, those are the ones that God reveals himself to. Because Jesus hungered in the wilderness. Jesus thirsted on the cross. Jesus, he who knew no sin, became sin for us because he hungered and he thirsted that we would know the righteousness of God. And, and he brings us into the fullness, 
He became poor for our sakes in order that we might become rich in God. So what I want to, I'm asking God to do, appreciate your prayer, uh, Pastor Nick. I'm asking God to give us a, a higher vision of God today, to see him, whether, whether we see him laughing or whether we see him bowing and bending down in compassion because he is both of those things. Whether we see him um, in control or patiently standing aside, allowing things to happen so that he may work, but that we will see him. So that's what I'm praying, that we will see him. Because the scripture that God put on my heart besides Psalm 2, the scripture that God put on my heart is Isaiah chapter 6. Um, and Isaiah in chapter 6 said, In the year that King Isaiah died, I saw... What did he see? In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw. And that's what I'm asking. Would you pray with me? Lord, what do we see? We want to see you. How do we see? We want to see the way you see. Who do we see? We want to see people the way you see. God, we love you, so help us to love what you love. You love the world. Lord, we love you, so help us to love whom you love, the way you love, how you love. Oh, God, help us to see you today in the word, in the sacrament of communion, Lord, in our worship and fellowship through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. So, again, the title of the message is to know, grow and show God's love. And in order to do that, we need to be in Christ and see in the spirit. So there is a little little outline that, as as you know, I attempt to follow at times. Um, that, that's actually why I put the practical applications on there right away. So um, why don't we just look at that right now? It, uh, Isaiah 6.1, in the year King Isaiah died, I saw, all right, and we'll read the scripture later. Last week, little review. Last week, uh, Pastor Richard spoke on w- the moving away from God, the moving back from God, as seen through the scripture in the history of Israel, and uh, especially in the book of Judges. And... Um, he asked the question, well, where are we? Where are we individually? Where are we corporately? Where are we as a nation? Are we moving toward God or moving away? And Pastor Dennis was here two weeks ago, our, uh, 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 our dear and kind friend who has walked with our church for over 20 years um, and, and related to us uh, as a spiritual father uh, in, the, in the fellowship of churches, one of the two fellowships of churches that we are affiliated with. Uh, Dennis said, the goal in God is not to focus on sin, but to choose our focus on knowing and growing in union with God. It's not about focusing on sin. It's about focusing on God. If we focus on sin, we'll go there. If we focus on God, he will bring us to himself. And um, when I first, when I was younger, <laughs> and, and more flexible. Um, I, I, uh, I, uh, we would take our trail bikes and we would go on the trails, you know, uh, some great trail trails. And of course I would fall down and, and bump into things. And, and um, the person who was uh, training me how to do that said, now, when you're going around a bend and you'll, you'll see a tree or you'll see a gap or you'll see a hill, don't look at that. Keep your eye on on the path because you're going to go where you look. Uh, I learned that lesson. I, I was I was coming around a bend and I was, oh, there's quite a drop there, uh, and so so we we tend to go where we look and and we want to look at God. We want to see who God is, and then we can see what He sees. 
Don't you want to see the way God sees? You were made to see what God sees. You were made to believe the way God believes. You were made to feel and to respond and to know, to look and to act, to, to cause to happen the way God does because we are partakers of his divine nature. We receive the spirit of Christ. We receive Christ. So our, as, as Nick is so good at, at, at putting up there and, and reminding us to be in Christ, to be like Christ, and to do what Christ did and does. All right, so we want to know, grow, and, and show. All right, so where am I? Uh, I got up to uh, our current series to be salty, to show God to the world. All right, so see God, see what he sees, see how he sees, love God. All right, so practical application. I'm going to do the practical applications right now, I mean, <laughs> so I don't miss them, all right? While we, while we still have uh, mental energy here and our, and our rear ends are not too uncomfortable on the chairs. Practical application, number one, pray to know God. Uh, this is eternal life that they may know you and the, and the Son whom you have sent, Jesus said in John 17. It's one thing to know about God. It's another thing to know him. I only know turnips from one experience. It was horrible. And if you like turnips, I apologize to you. But there's no way somebody could have explained to me what that would have tasted like and me known it until I tasted it. God is the opposite. God, oh, he's, he is the sweetest of tastes. Have you tasted God? The psalmist wrote, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Got to move on. Pray to know him. Um, pray to grow in God's conscience. Now, I haven't really used that term. Actually, I was talking with Pastor Dennis, and he used that term, God's conscience. Our conscience is trainable. It changes. It learns. Just like our brain matter. You know, our brain matter is elastic. It grows. It changes. We can continue to learn and grow and change. Well, our conscience is informed. That's why we need to read the Bible. It's why we need to be in fellowship, why we need to pray and spend time meditating on God, because our conscience is developed. Well, what is God's conscience? What is God's sense of right and wrong? When God looks at what's going on, how does he evaluate? How does he determine or judge? So God's conscience in us, that comes by the Holy Spirit revealing in us himself through his word and by spending time gazing on him, looking on him, and then pray to show God's love, to know, grow, and show God's love by being in union with him. Now, some specific actions. I wrote fasting in there because fasting is a great way to turn away from the natural dependency upon this world. Anybody like Ted Decker in here, uh, his novels? I don't know Ted Decker. I just... Anybody read any of his novels? His, his, the, the last two novels, I'm reading the second time, The 49th Mystic. Oh, so incredible. Uh, uh, oh. <laughs> he he uh, opens the, the, the other realm, the other dimension through the character who, who when, when she falls asleep in this world, she wakes up in the other world the other earth, and, and, and she goes back and forth, and God calls her, God works in her. Of course, it's not using God, it's using the name Justin, but anyway, um, 
the whole thing is, is about, it's kind of like the Matrix, the first movie, you know, which pill do you want to take? And, you know, the blindness. And, and, and you think about it, how blind we are when we're tied to the, the, the you know, like the um, zero-sum game, where if you have enough, then I won't have enough. That's the zero-sum game. That is such a lie. God is the God of abundance. If you have, I am blessed that you have. And if I have, I'm blessed in order to share with you. That's the kingdom of God. Uh, but but we're, we're blind. We, we live in this, in this atmosphere, again, of comparison or polarity or one up, one down, plus minus scorecard. Try harder. So um, fasting f- helps to free us from that dependency upon the natural. Can you say Amen. Or, oh me, fasting, some of our friends are fasting social media right now. Good idea. Anybody fasting the news? I'm kind of fasting the news right now. Woo! Wow. Oh, my. Okay, Uh, specific action. So, look, so here's some specific things you can do, all right? Meditate. Not on the news. (laughs) Don't meditate on your neighbor. Okay, and what they might be doing wrong, all right? You think that's, because you don't know what's in their heart. Meditate on God. Meditate in the word. Don't just read the word, meditate in it. Maybe read less, but meditate more. How about that? You do what God tells you, but I encourage you, because the scripture says, meditate in the word. Pray. Now, now, when you pray, pray out loud and pray in your heart. Pray with your soul resting in God. Let your emotions... And then let your heart pray. Wordless prayer, silent prayer, but pray. And, pr- and number three, be filled with the Spirit. Let the Word of Christ dwell richly in you. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Look, you know this. We say this all the time. Do this. Get in the Word. Get in the Spirit. Pray in the Spirit. Pray in the he- language of, he- of heaven, of angels, and of men. Let, let the Holy Spirit rise in you. Worship in spirit and truth. Repent readily. Be clean. Contemplate God. Intercede and go into action. Things like whiz kids and sending cards, calling someone, texting them, sharing with others in need, etc. Do something, in other words. Can you say amen? But do it out of seeing God. Don't do it because, oh, if I do this, maybe I'll see God. Or maybe he'll see me. (laughs) No, he already sees you. And he loves you. He absolutely, unconditionally, perfectly, forever loves you. He loves you. He loves you. Okay, so when King Uzziah died... Isaiah and the people mourned, and they could have gone into despair. But Isaiah got a revelation. When we humble ourselves, we receive revelation. When we receive revelation, we humble ourselves. It's that beautiful cycle of how God works in us. So what did he see? Okay, I'm going to go to Isaiah chapter 6. It's Isaiah's commission. In the year that King Isaiah died, I saw the Lord seated on a throne high and exalted, and the train of his robe filled the temple. And above him were seraphs, each with six wings, and two wings covered their faces, and two wings covered their feet, and two wings they were flying, and they were calling to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty, 
The whole earth is full of his glory. And at the sound of their voices, the doorposts and thresholds shook. And the temple was filled with smoke. And his response, woe to me, I cried. I'm ruined. I'm a man of unclean lips. I live among a people of unclean lips. And my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. Then one of the seraphs flew to me with a live coal in his hand, which he had taken from the, with tongs from the altar. And it touched my mouth. And he said, see, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sin is atoned for. Oh, wow. I need that. Every day I need that. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for me? And I said, Here am I. Send me. A moment of... <laughs> he probably wasn't thinking on this level down here. He was seeing God. He was like John on, on the Lord's day. I was in the spirit and I heard a voice and God said to me, Come up here. Get in the spirit. Get in the vision of God. And then it won't be so hard to say, here, here, I'm, I'll volunteer. I'm a teacher, and, and you know if you're a teacher, there's always that child that got their hand up first. Sometimes before they even know if they know the answer, their, their hand is up, right? And <laughs> some of you might have been that student. Were you that student? No, you weren't? Who? <laughs> I'll bet Rhonda, I'll bet you were that student. You had your hand. <laughs> Debbie. Debbie was that bird, had her hand up. Yeah, okay, all right. <laughs> so when we're, when we're in the spirit, when we're out of ourselves in that sense. We're in our, then we're in our right mind. Then, then I'll do what you want me to do. I'll go where you want me to go. I'll say what you want me to say. That's what Isaiah is saying. So he says, okay, go. And Tell this people, okay, can I go where I want to go? Can I say what I want to say? Because what I want to say is, hey, you're wrong and you're really messing up and you're making a stupid thing here. That's what I'd like to say. Right? I mean, isn't that what our first tendency is? To get into the law, fear-based judge, try to control, uh, try to fix, try to change. I can't do any of that. Right? That's what the Beatitudes are all about to me. I can't fix anything. I can't change anyone. I can't get it right on my own. I can do nothing without you, O oh Lord. He says, well, go, go to this people. They're ever hearing, but they never understand. They're ever seeing, but they never perceive. And make the heart of this people callous and their ears dull and close their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes and hear with their ears, understand with their hearts and turn and be healed. Now, it's not that God doesn't love them. It's not that God doesn't want them to come into redemption. It's that God knows that their way is so perverted and so twisted that right, right now, at this time, the direction they're going, like Richard talked about last week, is away from God, and it's not ended. Their descent and their movement toward judgment and disaster is, has such forward or downward momentum. That's the direction it's going to go. Until... And then he, he describes uh, the devastation and the destruction. And, 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 but, he, but he ends with hope. And then Isaiah, in chapter 7, gives the hope of Messiah. The hope of the child who will be born. And 
Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign, and the virgin will be with child, and will give birth to a son, and you'll call his name Emmanuel, God, God with you, God with you. Um, Isaiah saw a king die who had reigned for 52 years. Richard, is that the longest reign? 52 years Isaiah reigned. And, and, and he, um, he was very successful. He, until the end, and then he got proud. And uh, he went into the temple and he offered incense. We were saying incense, let incense arise. He took upon himself the role of a priest in his arrogance to offer incense before God. And, and, he, and the, the priest came in and said, stop, you can't do that. And he turned around and he, he was angry at them for interfering in his prideful um, presentation of himself before men and God. And God struck him with leprosy. And he spent the rest of his days separated, never able to come into the temple again. His death brought into power his 16-year-old son. Now again, uh, Uzziah, in, in, during his reign, he was very successful. And he followed God again until that, that uh, incident of pride. His, his reign was characterized by his love for the soil. He developed and promoted the agricultural industry in Jerusalem and in the surrounding area, Judah. And he was also an industrious builder. He developed commerce and wealth. The nation was blessed during his reign. He also rebuilt a strong military and defense. He had victories. He had um, respect of surrounding nations. So he brought blessing to Jude and Jerusalem while the northern kingdom of Israel and the surrounding nations continued in wickedness and judgment. That was who just died. And a 16-year-old boy is going to take over. What's it going to be like? So Isaiah did the right thing. He worshipped. Worshipping God is always the appropriate response. To surrender, to submit, to Release to let go, to allow. That's what the Beatitudes are all about. So Jude, not all of Judah was wholly devoted to the Lord. When you read the first five chapters of Isaiah, you get a clear picture of corruption, injustice, oppression. Many of the people had rejected the law. Isaiah was confronting those who call, literally in the, in, uh, in, in the chapter it says, those who call evil good and those who call good evil. Those who are clever in their, their own eyes, who trusted in their riches while continuing to go through the motions of a shallow religious display. God warned them through Isaiah that he was about to remove from them supply and support, hero and warrior, those who would judge rightly and give good counsel. Does any of that sound familiar? So where are we? Are we moving toward God? Are we moving away from God? And, of course, that question is always different in, di in different people or families or churches or localities. But the question is relevant for us today. Where are we? Where do we see ourselves? And what do we see? How do we see? So I'm not just going to look at an election, a plague, a troubled economy, a hurricane, a fire, a convision, a division, an injustice, institution, corruption. I'm not, I'm not, not just going to look at all that. 
I got I to gotta have, we used to sing the song, lift your vision higher. I got to see something higher. I got to see what he says, what he sees and says. So like Isaiah, especially as we approach Thanksgiving and Advent and prepare to celebrate the birth of Christ, When we embrace suffering and rejoice, when we are mistreated for doing good, then we not only grow in God, but we'll show God because we will know him more truly, more really. So this is the God that we worship when we read the Beatitudes that reveals Jesus to us and reveals Jesus to the world through us. The pure in heart will see God turning to him, to see him, has a purifying effect in our lives. Mourning brings comfort. So when did Isaiah see when the significant king died? What did he see? He saw the Lord high and lifted up. Isaiah was the premier prophet, probably the greatest evangelist in the entire Old Covenant. He, he, he revealed the Messiah and the glorious life that was coming from God in the new heaven and the new earth. He was called to see above the condition that was all around him of increasing evil and the degeneration of the culture, the cancel culture, if you will, that it's called today. Now look, here's the point. He was not blind to the sins of the people. His spiritual sight, the eyes of his heart, were opened by God to see far into the future, past the coming exile of his nation, past the destruction of Jerusalem, past the coming captivity, and to have vision and be able to speak of the, the return, the repentance, the renewal, the rebuilding that would come later, and would, would, which would be a picture and a foretaste of Jesus Christ returning, of the new heaven and new earth, what theologians call the recapitulation. Isaiah could see at the same time what was going on around him, but not be just in reaction to it or controlled by it. He could see the sin and the coming judgment, but he also saw the hope that we sang about today. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus Christ, his blood, his righteousness. I dare not trust anything else. In the year King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. I saw the whole earth filled with his glory. Can we see beyond this world's, world's guilt and judgment and beyond our own sins and see God's love for this world? Can we mute the angry voices of hate, the drumbeat of dissonance and quarrel? And instead, can we hear the angels crying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The earth is full of his glory. Can we join the song of the seraphim? Can we hear heaven and sing in true worship and reverence? And if so, we'll be cleansed of our guilt. Our, our lips 
will be touched with the fire from his altar where we have submitted to him and, and, and we'll be ready to obey because we are light in the world. We are salt. We don't have to try to be that. We are the reflection of his goodness and glory, especially in our weakness and in our vulnerability. We come to the table of the Lord to be partakers of who he is in all of our lack. We hunger and we thirst, and so he gives himself to us. So yes, God cleansed him, God commissioned him, God sent him. So the practical applications once more to know God, to grow in union with God and show him in this world around us. I'm so privileged to work among uh, people who care about children. I teach middle school and um, I, I have so much interaction with, with teachers. I got to pray with uh, several teachers who were sick this week and, and uh, give crosses that I make. And, and um, uh, several teachers just popped into my room on, on Friday. Um, that didn't used to happen. I said to one, one teacher, walked in and said, hey, I'm going to Brahms. You want anything? And I said, you know, it's so, we're so fortunate to live in an atmosphere where people care about one another. And, you know, it's not about, oh, they're a Christian, they're not a Christian. I know they're going to heaven. I know they're going to hell. I don't even think like that. I, th I, 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 I was on a Zoom call with a group of, of, of our staff, and, you know, we got through all the bemoaning and complaining and the difficulty, and I said, listen, I just want to say one thing to you as a grandfather, as the old man in the group. I want to say to you how, how wonderful you are, how good your heart is, how you care for the children. And our kids are going to come back to school. They start back this week in, in Oklahoma City Public School. They're going to come back to school, and it's going to be okay. It's going to be all right. All of this stuff that we can't do and can't control, that's not going to matter as much because we're going to have our kids in front of us. And that's what matters. And it will be okay. Now, that's not a very spiritual statement. It will be okay. But you know what? It will be okay. The God who laughs, the God who bends down with compassion to be present among us, he and his holy angels, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. All the earth is filled with his glory. I, did, I say that pretty much every day, sometimes over and over. The whole earth is filled with his glory. Would you pray with me? Open our eyes, Lord. Help us to see you and respond appropriately to you in worship so that we may know you. Those parts of our hearts that are unbelieving, where we don't know you, we bring them to you now. We bring them to your table. 
And Lord, we ask you, reveal yourself in those parts of us, in the shadow self, in the sin where there is sin, where there's darkness, where there's blockage. Oh God, reveal yourself to us so that we may know you and grow in love. Oh, so that we won't be fear-based in judgment and comparison, but oh God, we will be in union with you, partakers of divine nature. And in brokenness, Lord, we can be wounded healers to those around us. While your eyes are closed, if does that express at all anything that's in your heart? If so, just lift your hand to the Lord. Say, Lord, I, I, I want to be a wound. I'm a wounded person. I want to be a healer. I, I, I felt despair. I want to feel hope. I want to bring and be. Thank you. The Lord sees your hands. Lord, Lord, you see our hands and our minds and our hearts. God, would you bring hope where there is none. Lord, where there's despair, would you bring help, Lord, where we've lost support and supply. Lord, you are our hero. You are our hero, oh God. You're the strong one. And you have chosen to manifest who you are in the weakness of our vessels. Do you, before we do communion, do you know this song? Guys, can you put up the song, Holy, 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 Hosanna? Oh, holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of heaven and earth. Am I singing it right? God of power and might. Yeah. Holy, Holy, Holy. Oh, wow, you're fast. This is Isaiah 6. Oh, um. Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are filled with your glory. Again, Holy, 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 holy Lord, God of and mine, heaven and earth are filled with your glory. Oh, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. No, I sang it right. Sorry, I can't, I can't do this and play and sing at the same time. Hosanna. Ah. Uh -huh. 
you just give him praise? receive the body and the blood given to us in the words of Jesus. This is my body broken for you. This is my blood of the new covenant. And while we do, he opens our eyes because it is a sacrament. And we receive grace to do those practical steps, to know, to grow, and to show God receive his grace with those who are going to uh, distribute the elements would you come and let's do that please and <clears throat> lord we thank you we bless you we pray over these elements O oh god that by your holy spirit you will bring your grace into us and you will release your grace through us oh god you are so kind and so good go ahead the brothers will be giving these out. And if you would, would you hold the capsule, if you will? The you can go ahead and open it because it's hard to open. <laughs> On the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord took the bread. And when he had broken it and given thanks, he said, this is my body which is broken for you. We who are broken receive him who was whole, but made himself broken that we may be whole in him. One body. And in like manner after they had eaten, he took the cup and he said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. It is shed for the forgiveness of your sins. <clears throat> Lord, we thank you. We are a far distance from your heaven and yet your heaven is here because Jesus is here and he brings heaven with him and so Lord as we receive you by faith Lord increase in us the splendor of your grace oh God Lord, we've sung to you, we've prayed, we've listened. <laughs> and now, Lord, you make us partakers. You bring us into a union with you of fellowship sweet. <laughs> Lord, let your laughter be in us. <laughs> let your joy be in us. Oh, Father, let your faith, the faith of Jesus, be in us. And let the love of God be in us. Let your healing be in us. Oh, Father, and the power of your Holy Spirit. Receive that which he gives to you of himself.
And Lord, we, we readily repent and confess our sins that we may be cleansed from all unrighteousness, O oh God, that we might have your righteousness. You give us this by the blood of Jesus? You give us this? Thank you, Lord. And we pray for whoever is in need, that you be with them and bless them, deliver them, Lord, bring help to them. And Lord, help us help others. Again, by the power of your presence and your grace, which we receive afresh and anew now, receive that which he has provided for you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Give thanks with a grateful heart. If you know it, you can sing. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks because he's given Jesus Christ, his Son. And now let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say, I am rich. Because of what? The Lord has done for us. And now let the weak say, I am strong. Can you say it? Let the poor say, I am rich because of what the Lord has done for us. Give thanks. Once more, let's give thanks to him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Pastor Nick. Thanks for listening to this podcast from New Covenant Fellowship. We'd love to connect with you. If God spoke to you today, if you'd like someone to pray for you, you can text us at 405-518-5164 or visit us at ncfokc.org to find other ways to connect with our church. God bless. Have a great day.